Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast, I'm your host Carl, thanks for joining me again this week. If you can, turn with me to Acts chapter 13, I'll be starting in verse 42. Here we have Paul and Barnabas speaking to the Jews in Antioch. Starting in verse 42 it says, So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. So when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy, and contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have sent you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. For some time now I've been thinking about this idea of Jesus and the gospel message being first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. We know that the plan of salvation has been in effect or in existence since before the foundations of the earth were laid. That is what the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1. That actually is a message to the church in Ephesus, a Gentile church, not a Jewish church. So we have these two things happening here where we know that God calls us from way back when, from the beginning. Yet we see in Matthew chapter 1, when an angel of the Lord is speaking to Joseph and convincing him to stay with Mary. That angel tells Joseph that the child to be born from her, number one, is conceived by the Holy Spirit. Number two, the angel tells him what to name the child, Jesus, and there's a reason for that. And the reason is because he will save his people. Now let's think about that. For Jesus to save his people, what does that mean? Well, who was waiting for him? Who was waiting for Messiah to fulfill their prophecies? Well, the Israelites, the Jews. That's who Messiah came for. Those are his people. So then you might ask yourself, well, then how is it that he is here for the Gentiles too? The angel didn't say that Jesus came to save all people, but to save his people. Yet we know that eventually that salvation would be available for the Gentiles. But we also know that way back in the beginning, before the foundations of the earth were laid, everyone who was ever called by God was called from back then. So how does this timeline work out? I think the first thing we need to accept is the fact that God is outside of time. So even though we experience events in our lives, in time, we're bound by it, we're confined to it. He is not. The other thing is that he's all-knowing. He sent Jesus as Israel's Messiah, but the Father also knew that his people would reject their Messiah. And you might say, well, how is, how is that the case? We know of Israelites, we know of Jews who accepted Jesus. We have disciples of his who accepted him. We have the apostles, even after that time, who accepted him. We can see that there are Jews who recognized he is Messiah. 
but we need to understand the hierarchy within that religious framework. What we see here in the scripture I just read was that when Paul was speaking and the multitudes came out to hear him, the multitudes who were not just Jews but also Gentiles, what happened? Well, they became envious. It says, when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. So when Paul is telling them of the good news, Paul is telling them of who Jesus is and what he came for, Messiah was here, he arrived. The Gentiles are listening to this and they are craving salvation too. They're listening. What does the Bible say? He who has ears, let him hear. They're hearing. They're listening. They're paying attention to what Paul's saying. And instead of rejoicing and saying, wow, Messiah has come. And look, salvation is here not just for us, but for them as well. Those Jews became jealous of Paul's message, having such power and gaining such popularity. And what they started doing was they started fighting with him. Not only that, they were blaspheming. They were saying false things about God for the sake of being competitors, of arguing with Paul. And he responds by telling them, you're fulfilling the prophecy that Messiah would have to be rejected among his own people, among the ones he came to save, and then he would become available to the Gentiles. This idea of the Jews rejecting Jesus, who he came to save first, does not necessarily mean that every single Jewish person, every single Israelite has rejected him and will reject him. It doesn't mean that that's all that's happened among those people. But it does mean that those in influence, in power, have continued to lead their people astray. If you think about it, anyone who has studied the scriptures before the coming of Christ and who was looking for the signs to see who Messiah was, if he happened to appear in their life, should have known who he was. Every single one of them should have seen him for who he was and should have accepted him. But his arrival and his message would bring out not great joy and acceptance and love, but things like jealousy, envy, strife, a big part of this is the gospel message of Christ breaking through what was going on in the synagogues, what was going on in Israel, what was being taught, which wasn't right. What was being taught was salvation through the law. Jesus was saying, well, the law gives you a picture. It shows you how sinful you are. It lets you know where the character of God stands compared to your own, but it cannot save. It is I who can save. But what this message came up against was a hardness of heart, a stubbornness, a refusal to change even when presented with the truth. And quite honestly, the truth of the gospel message, salvation through grace and faith, to me sounds so much more palatable than salvation through adherence to a law, which is impossible to adhere to. Why wouldn't anyone say, oh, I'd rather choose that anyway? So you have Messiah coming to bring correction and to bring freedom. And you have a group of people who have been waiting for centuries, for millennia, for him to appear and set them free. And when he shows up, they are so deluded in what they're practicing spiritually and what they've taught themselves the word of God means that they don't see this picture clearly. 
They don't see how what he says is true and real and accurate. And even though we see that happen over the course of time, God saw this in the beginning, way long ago. So Jesus came first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. What does Paul say? It says, because you have rejected him, then he's available for the Gentile. And Paul actually speaks as well in Romans about how he's teaching the Gentiles in the hopes that he would provoke the Jews to jealousy and more of them would be saved as well. Jesus didn't come for us the Gentiles, he came for the Jews. But he also came for us the Gentiles because he knew he would have to, to come for the Jews. This was all known, the whole picture, the whole plan laid out. If anything, in a perfect world, Christ coming to save Israel should have provoked the nations, the Gentiles, to jealousy. But what we're seeing here is the reverse. We're seeing Christ coming to save his people, his people rejecting him, and then the message of salvation being preached to the Gentiles in the hopes that Israel would be provoked to jealousy and recognize Messiah for who he is as Jesus Christ of Nazareth and turn and be saved. When the Bible says that the Jews, that Jesus' people rejected him again, it doesn't mean everyone. But when you think about the labels we have today, there are Jews, and then there are what we call Messianic Jews, who believe in Jesus Christ as Messiah, their Lord and Savior. The fact that there is a separate label, a separate title or name to that denomination for these people, for those who actually believe the truth, tells us something. That's what it means that his people rejected him, because by and large, they have. And they're still waiting for Messiah, who has already come. In the meantime, he has shown himself, he has given revelation to the nations, to the Gentiles, of who he is. And our prayer should be what the purpose of all this is. The prayer should be that Israel would see what we have and be provoked to jealousy and that God's chosen people would become saved. Israel has not stopped being his chosen nation. Some of us who are not Jews have been grafted in, but the goal here is still the restoration of Zion. That hasn't changed. It's not like Jesus is here now for the Christians and not for the Jews. This is all part of that same mechanism. So the way I see it, Jesus didn't come for all of us, but he came for all of us. Jesus came for the Jews, not the Gentiles, but he came for the Gentiles because he knew how he would be received or rejected by his own people. And think about how gracious the work of the Holy Spirit is that those of us who don't have that lineage, that history, those of us who were not taught from a young age to await the coming of Messiah, still have been able to obtain a revelation of who he is and through grace and faith be saved. The same way we have seen the Father in heaven woo his daughter Israel time and time and time again back to him and back to him through the Old Testament, that never stopped. That's still happening today and we are a part of that. And I think what we need to do is pray into that that we would see further and further restoration of God's people to him. Father, thank you, Lord, that you have shown us the nations, the Gentiles, 
who Messiah is and that you have allowed us, you've made a way for us to be saved by grace through faith, through Jesus. Father, we understand that you are still calling your daughter Israel back to you. We thank you, God, that you have made us a part of that process. We ask, Lord, that you would give us wisdom and nimble feet to act, to do, to say whatever is required of us in that plan to help bring Israel back to you. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.